this is Leslie. And this is Liam. And we're trading money stress for real happiness. You are listening to Seeds, a 15-minute debrief on young people's common money challenges. Every episode, myself and Liam will casually break down a wealth topic and occasionally we'll invite a friend to do so with us. But Leslie, glad you and I are catching up because just you and I today. And we have a very relevant write-in and I can't wait to share it with you. And I can't wait to see what guests write in with their responses to this through DMs afterward, because I'm very curious because it's something that resonates with me. Okay, Leslie. So this listener wanted to know more about preparing for summer spending and we're in a pretty unique year. So this listener said, what should I be doing to prepare for summer spending? That's all the listener said, but I think it's especially relevant this year because we're at the end, hopefully, I don't want to jinx it, knock on wood, of a pandemic, but I think it could be a really fruitful conversation for you and I. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be curious to understand what you're doing to prepare, you know, to prepare to maybe not be locked down like we have been in the past summer. Uh, so Leslie, where would you start? Where does your mind go when you think about preparing for this summer spending? Yes. Yes. And I have to say, just as like a precursor to this conversation, that I think we all sincerely hope that this summer continues to open up a bit. Um, And I think we're seeing that particularly in the U.S. Um, uh, Overall, I know that there are several communities that are still kind of going through the surges of cases, but um, hopefully we're all getting vaccinated and we're all getting together safely. But overall, yes, Liam, I'm ready for my hot girl summer. I didn't have it last year. (laughs) So I'm ready for it this year. I want to be on a boat. I want to be out at dinner. I want to be going to visit family. Obviously, all within reason, guys, within reason. But still, I would like to That all costs money, Leslie. I I know, I know. That's why we're having this episode. I got to tell you guys what the budget's looking like because those are really the priorities here. And I'm lucky to be in a place where I have always, always taken the approach of paying myself first. What does that mean? Kind of throw back to season one. All of the goals that I have that are critical to my financial success are automated and taken care of first and foremost. And then everything on top of that is gravy. So I'm talking retirement. I'm talking real estate. I'm talking stocks. I'm talking cryptos. Everything that I need to do to make sure that I can still have my retirement by age 45, speaking it into existence is still on autopilot. So I've got a little bit of a buffer left over for summer spending. And Liam, I'm certainly in this situation of this listener. What I've started to do is take inventory of where I am. What do I mean by inventory? I mean, literally checking my bank account, making sure my emergency fund is topped up because emergencies happen at all times of the year, making sure that I have enough to make sure that my minimums, my credit card is going to be paid off, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm also taking inventory of things like my closet. I mean, I was just texting one of my best friends that I need a total closet overhaul. I think that was like a little bit of just me being dramatic. But in general, <laughs> I have some good staple pieces and I maybe need, if I'm being honest with myself, like two or three more. So really taking inventory of what I currently have and then using that to be able to go out and inform the way that I spend. But overall, this summer, 2021, I'm planning on spending a couple big categories. The first is that little kind of 
clothing extra budget for myself, which haven't really gone shopping since undergrad. The second is travel. Really excited to do some safe travel and open spaces with some friends. And then of course, third, want to be able to take advantage of maybe a dinner out on a patio or getting uh, drinks out in a wide open space. So with that, I think those are my three biggest categories of spend. Liam, I'm curious if you've got similar ones, although I, I know probably there's going to be a couple of Cubs games added in there, uh, you know, instead of, you know, what I have. But um, yeah, curious where you're spending and what you're focusing on. Yes. Okay. So Leslie, you said travel as one. You yep. said dining as one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm aligned there. I think we've all been just waiting for that next trip we could plan. And we're all kind of on the edge now of, oh, will things be opened up if I can try to fly there? Mm-hmm. But also we're all on the spot of, oh, okay, we know that this place now is a patio, or we know that this place is now allowing indoor dining. I'm now feeling comfortable um, to go indoor dine. If that's the case, then maybe it's dining, right? Mm -hmm. I'm aligned there, Leslie. Uh, I think that's exactly it. I want to really try to jumpstart some of the local small businesses. So I almost am where in the past have been very reluctant to eat out as these places are opening. I'm trying to stay on top of it Mm -hmm. and actually making it intentional to eat out from time to time to help support. Um, that's costing me money. It's helping a local business, something that I'm passionate about. Um, but that is costing me money. So that's certainly one thing, the travel thing, you nailed it. When the pandemic hit, I was still a few months ago, not thinking I would really travel this summer. And now I'm starting to see things open up. Um, vaccines are rolling out, for example, in the U S so, so now it's seeming like, wait, I, at the beginning of the year, didn't really budget for a trip this summer. And now Mm -hmm. I want to take it. So I've been playing catch up and throwing money into that travel fund to see what I could come up with. Still don't know what I'll do. Now, two other things that are really common during the summer that I've added to my uh, summer spending list is weddings. So weddings are very common in the summer. Um, We have some weddings coming up in my family, uh, some of my friends. It's one of those busy summers where almost every weekend you're either at a bachelor party or a (laughs) wedding or, or whatever it is. So those can be pretty expensive, whether it's the gift to the bride and the groom, the travel to get there. If it's something like a bachelor party or a getaway before the wedding, now you're spending for a little bit more, right? You're spending maybe in covering a bride or groom, maybe you're uh, traveling somewhere again, maybe you're getting accommodations. So those are pretty expensive. So I am learning because I've had weddings in the past, but this is kind of that first summer where a lot of things are in motion and I don't see it stopping anytime soon with the age that we are right now. So I have added that as a budget category throughout my year to make sure that each summer I am prepared to spend likely a, at least a couple hundred dollars, maybe some thousands of dollars if it's bachelor parties plus weddings. Yeah. So that's one thing. Another thing that's a bit of an anomaly, but it is pretty common in the summer is people are moving. Um, of renters, especially kids graduating school, um, people changing jobs, whatever it is, I am anticipating a move to the Northeast. Mm. And that's something where I wasn't positive I was going to be doing last year. And now it's looking like it's becoming more realistic to get a little bit closer to family. Mm. And I'm now seeing, okay, if I'm renting trucks, if I'm, if I'm renting a car to drive alongside a U-Haul truck, whatever it is, (laughs) And then trying to find an apartment, whatever it is, finding storage, that's another maybe couple thousand dollars. Mm. 
So these are some expenses that while they might not happen every summer in the same way, they happen off more often than not in the summer. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. Leslie, I'm going to take a step back because go ahead. You go ahead. I was going to, I was going to just stop you right there because I think what we've both just done is lesson number one for anyone listening to this specific episode, which is summer is coming. We know it. it's going to be probably more active than we have been in the past. Try as much as possible to actually name, list out, write mm -hmm. down in some way, define some clarity around what summer spending is and means. Categories. Do. Great tie back. Yes. Any, thank you. Any way of actually getting some clarity because the worst thing to do, and I can say this with confidence, the worst thing to do in this situation is to say summer 2021 is coming up. Hopefully the world will be opening up a little bit. I'm going to be spending a lot. Yikes. And not do anything about it. Like not like have any kind of secondary question. Like what am I going to spend on? Or like, what is my focus going to be? Or do I have a wedding to go to? Or do I need to move? It, there's so much power in taking five minutes, just five minutes to sit down, write down, type out, or do whatever you need to do to think about what are the things that are actually going to come up for me. And that way you can start actually creating a plan, kind of like the spending plans I was talking about last week. But anyways, mm -hmm. sorry, Liam, I, that was just but, such a good moment. I was like, you. I gotta yes. jump in. Thank you for that tie back, Leslie, because I, I wanted to bring it back to what the listener wrote in about is, mm. is preparing for the summer spending. Mm -hmm. And you might think, okay, we spent the first few minutes listing what we're going to be spending on. Mm. Well, yeah, that's part of preparing. <laughs> we need to write it out and we need to have estimations and projections mm -hmm. on how much that might be. Mm -hmm. So that is how I'm preparing. That's my first step is, okay, thinking about what the expenses might be and almost over budgeting for each of those. Mm -hmm. And that's in a nutshell how I'm preparing. And yes, I've been saving in other ways. So Leslie brought up on actually in our last episode about uh, delivery, right? So, okay, back in January, for example, we were doing things like getting DoorDash or whatever it is because we live in Chicago and it's not warm here in January. <laughs> but Leslie, now that it's a little bit nicer, I don't know about you, but I plan to bike to different restaurants and not Uber. That saves about 15 bucks each way right? Little things like that, or maybe it's delivery and it's a 10 minute walk. Maybe I'll walk there and still be able to get delivery, still support a small business, mm -hmm. but I'm saving five plus bucks on that transaction. So there are ways where I have started to cut my spending as it's become a little bit nicer. I know not all of our listeners are in Northern climates, mm -hmm. but for us, that's, a, those are a few ways, Leslie, I don't know if you can think of others or if there's other ways that you're preparing that I'm missing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's such a good point, Liam. And I have to say just, you know, for all of us, Liam is like the absolute, like best practice, you know, embodied of doing things that are good for the body. I know some of us, especially us, us women who may be wearing, you know, a cute little wedge heel or just might not be able to bike out to somewhere. It, it might be different, but the, the point is that based on what you care about, based on really what your lifestyle is and what you value, whether that be health or anything else, use that to your advantage. I'll give you a really, really specific example, specifically for my travel. So um, I'm going into a situation where I'm going to be traveling uh, quite a bit uh, in, in the summer months to be able to see friends in New York and potentially, you know, in California and other places. And it's looking like it's going to be probably about two trips this summer. Um, that's, that's quite a lot. 
And given those trips, what I've decided to do is in the month pre prior to those trips, I use that same travel budget or that, you know, about $500 saved away to pay for uh, Airbnbs and flights, et cetera. I use that same money to really strategically think about like my clothing spending or maybe my going out spending, right? It is actually a okay, especially for us who, for those of us that have a lot of interests and like to be very active and do a lot of things to think strategically about, you know, what is going to be the focus of this month and how might that be different from other months that are coming up in the future? Mm -hmm. Meaning if you know that you're going into all kinds of incredible things and you really want to make sure that you start off uh, start off the summer right with like a trainer for a whole one, like a personal trainer, okay, maybe the personal trainer is the main expense for the month of May. Then once May passes, you're thinking about, okay, I got my trip coming up in July. Maybe clothing is the main expense for July. Once July rolls around, that's a pure travel month. So all that ex excess cash you have is going towards travel. And then maybe August comes around, you're getting this, you know, sentimental, it's starting to get cold again, or at least I really hope not. And you're thinking, <laughs> man, I haven't spent any time going out to eat in Chicago. Let me make sure I spend in August mainly on dining out. The key here, friends, is that nobody, and I really mean nobody, not Liam or myself, can do everything all at once. And I think that's another kind of second main takeaway. And I'll, I'll leave it as our last takeaway given time. But I think that's our second main takeaway of really strategically thinking about your summer and knowing that it is true that you can't do everything, especially with the limitation of a budget and income. So the best thing for you to do, the biggest ROI, the highest value is going to be thinking about what's most important, prioritizing that, being able to do it to its fullest extent. You don't want to go on trips that are half budgeted, go out to eat and get only half the things you want, go out to shop, but not really be able to get the shoes that you want. Like really think strategically about how to use time to your advantage. Um, but Liam, I know we've planted the seed here and I want to make sure, although we've dropped a couple of gems and lessons, our listeners have some actionable takeaways to inspire their own wealth journey. So any actionable takeaways that you would suggest to help these seeds become plants? Yes, I'll give one and then you give one, Leslie. My actionable takeaway, something you can do today is write down those categories and subcategories of what you're going to be spending on. So for example, what Leslie and I had mentioned were travel, dining. One of them was weddings. I don't know what, I don't know what your categories look like on your budget sheet. I don't, that could fall under a few different things, whether it's a family expense, whatever it is, uh, friends expense, but write those down. And by subcategories, I mean, maybe it's travel. And then you have your specific three trips that you know, you'll take this summer. That's where maybe you can start and then start projecting those expenses, right? So then you're thinking about things like, okay, not only travel, accommodations, experiencing the area, events in the area. That's what I would say is my actionable takeaway. Go write those down today. Leslie, I'm going over to you. What do you think is your actionable takeaway? I'm just going to build on that, Liam. Do exactly what Liam said. And on top of that, if you end up projecting to need more than you have, welcome to the club. We are playing the game of prioritization this summer. We are not sacrificing our financial goals to do that, but we're still going to have all the fun possible. I can only add that if you're struggling and thinking about how to make that actionable, 
maybe introduce a yes, no spending list into your phone notes or your notepad or agenda, whatever you like to keep to keep track of what you promised yourself. A yes, no spending list is great, especially the no section, because it tells you what you've decided to either spend on or not spend on. I could spend quite a bit of time talking about the yes, no spending list. So if you have questions about that, DM us. But really, DM us about anything. This podcast is great because of you. and We want to hear from you. So if you don't follow us already, you can find our handle in the podcast description. Yes, our community, all of us are collectively pursuing happiness. So let us help you achieve your goals. Help us achieve ours. And we want to celebrate you when you do. So looking forward to hearing from you all. And lastly, Liam, shout out to you for all of the incredible nuggets you bring to every single episode. I always love hanging out and hopefully we'll be able to see each other in person this summer. That's the hope very soon. All right, we're (laughs) signing off for now. Thanks, Leslie. Signing off.